With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Hello and welcome to the Trample Bet podcast for the weekend of Saturday, December 2nd, 2023. I am your host, Andy Vaughn, and with me, as always of recent, is Joey Slenzak. How you doing, Joey? <laughs> hey, Andy, not so bad. How about yourself? Yeah, great, mate. Thank you very much for um, being so cooperative with the time zone, Joey. It's, it's really appreciated. Oh, of course. Yeah, no, it's it's just something I'm more or less used to at this point. <laughs> I forget sometimes that we, we have new listeners, you know, every so often. So I'm Andy Vaughn based in Glasgow and our co-host Joey today based in Michigan in the United States. So a truly global international show. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we love to uh, bring everyone in from around the world and then make our picks include all around the world as Absolutely well. Absolutely. symbiotic. <laughs> Uh, we usually run as a trio. Um, co-host Gordon McLarnan is currently in Australia on his honeymoon and has been for about a week and a half. I believe he still has about a week and a half left. So, Joey, it's up to you and me to steer this ship when when Gordon's otherwise engaged. Uh, and we didn't do a very good job of it last week, mate. Yeah, I was uh, left plenty of room for improvement. Uh, exactly. Exactly. So this week's show is going to be a hell of a lot better. But we can uh, we can get to the recap from last week, which started incredibly poorly for me on Friday morning at 10 a.m. So I thought, let's get this show off to a good start with a good banker win. Big odds for a banker at three to five. But I still think the price was good for Yokohama to beat Albrecht's Nagata in the J-League in a game that really mattered to them. They, they had to win it to make the final week of the season this week matter. And they didn't. They drew nil-nil and cost me my banker. Cost them any chance at the J-League title. So they yeah, probably yeah, exactly. were equally upset. Um, hugely disappointing result, drawing nil-nil. But they went down fighting. 58% possession, 20 shots on goal, nine of which were on target. They just couldn't get that one goal that they needed. So disappointment. Yeah. What are we going to yeah, do? Yeah, I was watching uh, a little bit of that. I watched, I think it was probably last 30 minutes and i mean they were just peppering peppering albrex but uh fair play to the keeper uh made some unbelievable saves and really kept the team in the uh in that one and they were at the end of the day albrex were just really well defensively drilled they uh they stayed they stuck to their jobs and unfortunately we weren't able to uh find that breakthrough for yokohama but Conversely, my uh, my banker was actually the only good thing that happened for me that week and uh i liked Hamburg to beat Braunschweig at odds of I think it was two to five or closer to one to three. Um and they they obliged two one win. They were up two 0 at halftime, so you're paid out within twenty five minutes. Yeah. I was I was I was watching that one and uh it it got a little dicey there in the second half. Braunschweig uh they got a new manager recently and mm-hmm. I think things are starting to finally click for them. So I might have caught them 
right at the <laughs> right at the edge of their uh, completely sucking um, phase, we'll call it. And uh, luckily, we they had a goal chopped off for two two, and so luckily we were able to uh, hold on for that one. And uh, Magdeburg, or not Magdeburg, that'll, that'll be later this week. Uh, <laughs> they uh, they ended up holding on. Yeah, no, good. Always great to get the bankers in, and I failed this week, so work to do for me. But a good pick in Hamburg there, Joey, and a lot of a lot of the show's listeners will be like me and use Bet three six five with the two goal up payout offer. So that was done and dusted within half an hour. So love it. On to our value picks then, and I took top of the table, Vissel Kobe at home to fifth place Nagoya Grampus. So quite a hard game for them, but the grit they've shown recently. Um, to see out what will be their first ever J-League title has been tremendous and I fancied them just to do what was necessary um, and to have the balls, as it were, to to get the job done. And they did get the job done and they did win the title with that Yokohama result. They beat Nagoya 2-1, close game as it was going to be, but a win um, in the value column for me at just under even money, it kicked off at 10-11. to 11. Yeah, I think a lot of that too was... Um with Yokohama failing to win earlier, it really put that emphasis on that game. And you knew they were definitely going to try to wrap that up as early as possible. So great win for uh, Kobe and uh, congratulations on their first J league title. Yep. My value pick in, uh, in the Asian Pacific time zone as well was in Korea, but not quite as fortunate and not quite as successful as uh, Kobe. I had two one FC to win or draw against Gangwon. And they ended up losing 2-0. It was 1-0 early in the, well, probably about halfway through the first half. And that was kind of what I was expecting, Gangwon, to take that emphasis and uh, try and go on and win it. But then, unfortunately, Suwon, they, they banged on the door all they could in the second half. And then uh, they just ended up getting caught on the break in the 83rd minute. And that was more or less done and dusted. Yeah, un- unfortunate. One out of two in the values. So, again, we can we can improve on that. But we can definitely improve on the on the rest of the picks. The outsider, my outsider, was not good. Um, Saturday, English Premier League for Sheffield United versus Bournemouth. Two teams that struggled at the beginning of the season. I just thought with home advantage here and a little uptick in form, Sheffield United could see this as an opportunity to get a, another much-needed three points. They were 3-0 down at halftime. Um, they ended up losing 3-1. The goal they got was completely meaningless. It came in the 98th minute, so... Yeah, just not just not good. Um, the one silver lining was the writing was on the wall incredibly early in this game. You know, when you know something's just dead and you're like, eh, you'll get no hope from it and you can just write it off. Yeah, that happened in the first half. So, yeah, no outsider for me. Yeah, unfortunate. It helps, uh, kind of helps manage expectations at that point. Okay, yeah, we can uh, stop worrying about that one. We're not going to... It's the outsider column as well, Joey. So, you know, everyone's aware that we're picking things that are, le- I mean, they were 11 to 5. You're not expecting that to come in every week. Absolutely. And my outsider was similar to a sense. Um, I had Hibs versus Dundee FC, not Dundee United. This was um, close. I liked that as a draw. And it, I liked it as a 2 2 draw specifically. And Dundee FC went up 2 0. And then, or no, Hibs went up 2 0. Yep. And then they had a man sent off. Yep. And I saw for a brief moment there was a goal immediately after the red card for WFC. Got chopped off and then game finishes 2-1. I'd like to think that there's still that outside chance for 2-2. And just I think it was as much I had the the Hibs kit and the Dundee United scarf. I think that might have been a little too much juju against uh, Dundee FC. So 
maybe, maybe next time if I'm looking at this picture, maybe maybe leave the Dundee United scarf and just focus on the Hibs uh, I mean, kit and hopefully that'll balance it out a little better. <laughs> calling out a correct score of 2-2 and getting so close to that and the goal being chopped off and Dundee pressing for that equaliser for the majority of the second half. You were incredibly unlucky there. That was a much better pick than mine was, Joey, even though we both ended up with, with losers. On to the charity bet. I'll, I'll take take what I can get. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, let, let's get some in the charity this week. So £10 of our own money every week goes on um, an accumulator. So a threefold or, or a twofold, as it were, a double last week. Uh, and any returns go to charity. Uh, we were not successful. And I am still annoyed at the way my game went. It was in the Danish Superliga. FC Copenhagen away at Viborg at odds of just under even money, four to five. Copenhagen obliged, took the lead in the first half. Really good. Everything looked rosy. They're probably not going to throw that away against a Viborg team. But they conceded an equaliser early into the second half. Pushed for the win. And I watched the tail end of this game. And they really pushed to win this match. So much so that in stoppage time, when one of their attacks failed and the ball got punted up the pitch, every Copenhagen player was in an attacking position and V-Borg were able just to, just to run free reign at the Copenhagen goal and slot the ball past their keeper for a 2-1 win that, in all honesty, I don't think they deserved. Um, whether Copenhagen deserved to win the match, being in a strong position and throwing it away is another matter, but they definitely didn't deserve to lose it, but lose it they did 2-1. So no charity pick for me in a one out of four week, which is poor considering um, the performances that we're used to for the past five years. So work to do this week. How'd your charity pick go on, Joey? Yeah, so my uh, my charity pick was, I, I think, good in the thought, but the execution just wasn't quite there. And I unfortunately didn't get mine in as well. It was uh, Wrexham both to score and over 2.5. And we sure got that over 2.5. This game uh, finished 6-0. It was actually 3-0 at halftime. And Unfortunately, Morecambe, they only had four shot attempts on or four shot attempts, period, zero on goal, but they still managed to create 1.09 XG. Um, mm. Unfortunately, I wasn't able to watch those yet. So I'll have to look back at the highlights and see how close they actually were. But then, of course, just for pure spite, the next, because uh, League Two played in the midweek, given there's FA Cup at the weekend. Yep. Both teams had both teams to score on over in 2.5 and uh, at the midweek. So that's usually how that goes. And um, yeah, it's unfortunate. But I think uh, as much as I like to talk, talk smack and uh, curse some teams, they uh, they like to get me back in the end. And so I think Wrexham showed me their true defensive capabilities at home. And uh, it, as, as a whole, they did a good job of uh, keeping Morecambe away from the net. Yeah. Not our best week with with uh, only two out of the eight picks overall coming in, Joey. So plenty of room for improvement. Um, we've put the effort in in advance, as we always do, and hopefully we get some better results this week. We're about to head to the standard break if you're listening to us in the normal podcast format. But instead of the break, if you're a member of the Trampled Bet Club on Patreon, you get a special middle section where Joey and I will talk about some picks that perhaps we like this weekend that didn't make our final cut of the show um, because we preferred the the picks that we brought better or or maybe there was just no place for them, um, but are still good shouts for this weekend. As a Trample Bet member, you also get early release of this podcast as a video show. So you get to, to see us and you also get it before the show is released um, as a standard podcast. 
And the best bit, you get a cheat sheet. So that's all the picks written down in a handy JPEG format. You can just pull up on your phone. So you don't need to remember which picks from the show you liked that week, or you don't need to take a pen and, and, and take notes or anything like that. So lots of good stuff. It gives something back to the show. It gives us £6 a month. Um, it probably doesn't give us that. You know, there'll be fees associated with payments and with Patreon. But, you know, we, we get something back to help this fine podcast keep going. Um, and Gary Black, of course, who produces all this stuff, pay all the pay all the running costs for all the software that we use and things like that. So we really appreciate all our Patreon members. And we'll talk to you very shortly while we head to this ad break. Cheers. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Welcome back, and now on to this week's picks for the weekend of Saturday, December 2nd, 2023. As usual, banker picks, value picks, outsider picks, and then the charity double, which hopefully we're going to nail this week and we can uh, announce some money going to charity on next week's show. I shall kick us off with my banker for this week. Not as ambitious as the three to five shout that lost last week. Saturday at 2.30pm in the German top division, the Bundesliga, for Red Bull Leipzig versus Heidenheim. So Leipzig are in fifth place, Heidenheim 13th, and Leipzig are in good domestic form, although they, you know, they've, they've struggled a wee bit. Um, they've got European exploits as well, but they've taken nine points in the last five games. Heidenheim have managed just the four points here. I'm going to be backing a Leipzig win at the banker odds of one to four because the main thing is that they're a good and quality side. Okay, they lost to Man City, but after being 2 0 up, but they still went 2 0 up um, and, and ran Man City close with a with a 3 2 loss this week. Heidenheim are just really bad and really bad away from home. They've taken one point on the road from six away games, scoring six times, but conceding a massive 16 times. There's a golfing quality here, um, and it's a good spot for Leipzig to uh, put a marker down and go, look, okay, we, we're a wee bit ropey, shouldn't have thrown away a two-goal lead in Europe. We are a quality team and put out a dominant performance and get an early payout win. So one to four for a Leipzig wins my banker this weekend. Yeah, absolutely. And Lois Appenda has just been on fire. Yeah, That has been probably one of the better signings of really the the continental european across all leagues um he's really been a massive asset for leipzig so sticking in germany uh for my banker i'll be in the uh bundesliga Schwei this time um for magdeburg versus kaiserslautern and it actually is kaiserslautern <laughs> and i like uh both teams to score at 1.45 or about 12 to 25 depending on uh if you like fractional versus decimal um, so this is going to be on Saturday at 7.30 p.m. And this is a mid-table battle with both sides separated by two points. 
The key here for me is going to be offensive and defensive efficiency with both sides in the top 10 for goals for, so goals scored, but they're also top 10 in goals conceded. And so Magdeburg averages 1.6 goals scored and 1.6 goals against um, per match this season. And Kaiser Slaughtern are averaging 1.78 goals for and two goals against. Um, so already right there, we've got a good start. Magdeburg has actually seen both teams to score in 10 of 14 league matches this season and all six of their home league matches. While Kaiser Slaughter has seen both teams to score in 11 of their 14 league matches, including five straight away league matches. Both sides have seen both teams to score in over 70% of their last 10 competitive matches, so excluding friendlies. And so there should be plenty of chances for both teams to score here. Um, 2-1, 2-2, I wouldn't be surprised by, but all we need here is 1-1, and uh, you can get that at 1.45-ish for both teams yeah. to score. No, it's good. And bet three six five is a little higher. It's one to two um in, in fractional odds. There so we go. One point five. So that's really good. Um combining that with a win for Leipzig at one to four, you get odds of not point eight seven to one. So we're approaching approaching even money for those two bankers, which is not bad at all. On to the value picks then, where we try and find something around that even money mark. Um, that we think has a really, really good chance of coming in, much better than 50% anyway. And my value pick this weekend is in the Danish Superliga, Sunday, 1pm UK time for Odense versus Norgeland. And the away win for Norgeland is priced up at 4-5. to five. We're 16 games into the Danish top flight and Odense have been having a torrid time this season. They're ninth in the 12-team league and honestly, they can think themselves lucky that newly promoted Villoa are struggling so much that they'll probably avoid some sort of relegation confrontation. Um, yeah. They've taken 16 points from 16 games, scoring 20 goals, conceding 24. But Norgeland are a better outfit. They're in fifth spot, 26 points, so 10 points more. Scoring 25, but crucially conceding only 13 times. Um, and I like this bet in the 4-5 to five price on Norgeland because Odense particularly have been ranked rotten at home this season. They've only picked two points up at home as the home team. So that's two draws and six losses from eight games. So they, while they've managed 16 points, 14 of them have come when they've been away from home and only two at home. They've just been <laughs> yeah. really, really bad at home. Um, Norgeland solid away from home 11 points from 8 away games scoring 12 and crucially keeping it tight conceding only 8 um, the teams have already played once this season and that was in Norgeland Odense got a surprise 1-0 win uh, but that was a game where Norgeland had 20 goal attempts uh, compared to, to Odense's 7 I expect a reverse of that result here and that's probably why you're getting Norgeland um, at almost even money in this game I guess we've got to bear in mind Norseland are in European competition. They have a home game against Fenerbahce in the Conference League tomorrow night and Thursday night. But it is a home game, so they don't have the um, associated travel to Turkey and you know they've got until Sunday to recover. And with just how Odense have been struggling this year, I think Norseland should be uh, should be favourites for this game and, and heavier favourites than four to five. So they're my value pick for this week. Yeah, I think you nailed the head, hit the nail on the head with that one. Um, I was looking at this one as well, just for basically all the same reasons that you said. Um, Odin's have just been absolutely miserable at home. Oh. And I think a lot of that just comes down to like like most most teams that are playing away. If if you let the other team take the onus and you just kind of sit back, catch them on the counter, that's where they yeah. kind of 
to excel. And uh, that that match against Fenerbahce was purely my only concern with that. Mm. But again, they'll still have plenty of time to recover from that. And it's it's Odense here. Let's yeah. Let's not get carried away. Like <laughs> I, I I think it'll be okay. <laughs> so for my uh, for my value pick this week, um, I'm going to be in the Premier League and. Actually, this might be a little bit controversial to some, but I really love Arsenal versus Wolves. And again, we're going to be looking at both teams to score here, just over evens at 21 to 20. Um, so that's going to be on Saturday at 3 p.m. And we've got league leading Arsenal, which that feels kind of weird to say. Isn't but hey, it just- it's not like we haven't been not like we haven't been there before. We'll see if they can hold on this time. But uh they uh they host 12th place Wolves and just looking at Arsenal's league best 10 goals conceded through 13 matches, you'd think this might be a bit daft, but uh, Wolves have actually found their scoring touch, and this current run of form suggests that there's some solid value on both teams to score here. Arsenal, yes, they have conceded the fewest goals in the league, but they've conceded seven of their 10 goals at home with both teams to score in five of seven home matches, while Wolves have now scored in 14 straight matches in all competitions with both teams to score in 13 straight matches. And they've also managed to score. It's That's for a Wolves team that that doesn't sound like a Wolves team. It sounds like a Brighton team from last season. Um, I'm, I'm looking and, at these results, Joey. Three two, three <laughs> one, one all. Three two, two one, one all. Two one, two two, two one, two one, three two. Just goals everywhere in Wolves games. And so that's what I was getting at. They uh, they've managed to score two plus goals in six of their last eight overall, and that includes against teams like Manchester City, Newcastle. Spurs, they're picking up results. Wolves are kind of rounding into form here. And while I was kind of leaning towards the draw, if you want to get extremely spicy, I know, I know, I know, I'm not going to elaborate on it. That's my main reasoning for that is Arsenal have a crucial Champions League match against Lons at the midweek mm-hmm. where they could clinch the, the group, uh, the top spot in the group ahead of having to go to PSV for their final match which I think they'll absolutely be trying to do. So I, I'm imagining they'll put a lot more emphasis on that midweek match versus Wolves not having to play midweek, yep. obviously. Um, and the, the run of form they're in, I think crazier things have happened. This could potentially finish a draw, but I think the best way to look at this is both teams to score, given the fact that Wolves have scored in seven straightaway matches, and there's also been both teams to score in five of the last six meetings at the Emirates. So I think this is the perfect buy low spot for Wolves, both teams to score and Arsenal to not keep a clean sheet as well. So I think this is uh, the culmination of a lot of great things and hopefully it works out for a uh, value win for us uh, just over even money. Yeah, no, hey, I I actually like the both teams to score shout here. I, I, I wouldn't be backing Arsenal at one to four, two to seven to win this game, but Absolutely. I want them to win the league. So I, I wouldn't be back against them either. Uh, <laughs> and I knew your uh, your Arsenal Arsenal roots were uh, going to come into play there a bit. So I yeah, had to the bear just but, a little. But you're bit. right. Like Will Wolves can get goals. They could beat by Liverpool at home three three one. But there's the one. Yeah. Like they can score against you know they can score against Liverpool, and that's a team that conceded what 11 goals all the season? second second yeah, fewest, second, uh, goals second in the league yeah man city they've only conceded 13 wolves beat them 2-1 scored twice against that team so yeah uh, no i like it i do like it and it's better than even money on 365 just now it's 21 to 20 so if you combine that with yeah. my value pick of fc norgeland you're getting 2.69 to 1 
So over two and a half to one, which is pretty damn good. Right, Joey, on to the outsiders then. And this is where we look for something that the bookies have priced up as an underdog, but we think has a decent chance of coming in. Um, the J-League season is pretty much done. There's one game left and everything's decided apart from one thing. So titles decided, relegations decided, automatic qualification into the Champions League has been decided. But one of the things that still does have some meaning is third place in the table in the Asia Champions League 2 qualification spot still being fought out between Hiroshima and Urua. And Hiroshima have a one-point advantage when it comes to that. They've got to travel to Vispa Fukuoka, um, a sort of generally mid-table team who are very good at home defensively. So it's not an easy match for Hiroshima. Um, Urua, they have to go away and win at Sapporo. So it's the Sapporo versus Urua game that I'm interested in. And I'm going to take a win for the Urua Red Diamonds at odds of 7-4. to four. Um, Sapporo, they're placed 11th in the league. It's an 18-team league. They've literally nothing to play for. When the sides met earlier in the season at Urawa's ground, Urawa won the fixture 4-1, so they trounced them. Over the course of the season, Urawa have been the third best away from home team, taking an impressive 24 points from 16 games on the road. Sapporo, while they're seventh, uh, sorry, while they're 11th in the overall standings, they're 15th in the table when only considering home matches. They've taken just 18 points from 16 home games, so they're not strong at home at all. This game matters for the Ura Red Diamonds. They're good away performers. It doesn't matter for Sapporo. They're one of the worst teams in the league at home. The 4-1 win for Urua earlier in the season in that head-to-head record. So it gives me confidence that they can get a result here. And I'm surprised they're the underdogs. I'm surprised it's not closer considering how much the game matters for the Red Diamonds and it doesn't matter for Sapporo. Almost 2-1, 7-4. It's worth a punt for me. Um, I've taken Urua twice earlier this year. They've won both times, so let's make it three out of three. Come on, the Red Diamonds. <laughs> Seven to four. And, and to be fair, the one time that we picked it, Gordo and myself, uh, we, we didn't get that right. So uh, <laughs> clearly, uh, we're, we're, I'm going to say, Andy, you know what you're talking about on this one. Uh, no no Urawa hate uh, on, this, on this final match day. Um, I completely understand where you're coming from, and I think that's kind of part of that that price built in where the books don't want to make it too short on the away favorite they're all not favorite but on the away side being the favorite just in that in that case where god forbid Sapporo actually try on the last match of the season and they uh they play for pride so it, i completely understand where you're coming from this is a crucial match for urua so hopefully we can uh we can put that to bed and and uh and the urua controversy on a high note for the uh the <laughs> and, we'll see, and we'll see so, them again for in 2024 <laughs> exactly we'll have plenty of time for them to sort out their business and then we're going to come back stronger in the next season um so for my outsider this week i'm going to be in belgium again so two of two so far on my uh my belgian draws and hopefully we're going to try to make it three for three with uh the battle of the gen teams as i like to dub it with genk hosting ghent um no chance of mixing them up this week because they're both playing each other I love make that. things a little bit easier for everyone. Gen K versus <laughs> Gen T. Exactly. So for this one, I, I, I'm looking at a draw at about 3 to 3.7, 27 to 10. So that's going to be on Sunday at 1230 a.m. So this is another heavy, heavyweight battle in Belgium and hopefully another draw with sixth place Ghent, or not Ghent, 
See, I'm already starting this. Sixth place Gank hosting third place Ghent. And there's a fascinating trend that I've actually been noticing in this league. And so far, each of the quote unquote traditional mm-hmm. top six clubs. So you got Union SG, uh, Club Bruges, Anderlecht, Antwerp, Ghent, and Genk. They've all drawn at least 40% of their matches head to head with everyone. Wow. But the outlier there is Bruges um, being the low team there, going for uh, 40%. Everyone besides Bruges has actually drawn 50% or more of their matches. And it's actually Ghent with a T, Gen T, who have drawn the most against these sides with four of six meetings ending level at full time. Um, Gank, G, Gen K, have, uh, they've drawn nine of their last 20 matches overall and seven of their last 10 at home, while Ghent, Gen T, have seen seven draws in their last 15 overall and four in their last eight away matches. Three of Ghent's last five away league matches have finished level, as well as four of Genk's last six home league matches. Um, it's already a good start there. These sides drew 1-1 in the reverse fixture back in August, and both have tough conference, conference league fixtures on Thursday. So I'd imagine there's going to be some, some tired legs. Offenses should be not non-existent. Um, I'm expecting both teams to score here at least, but I think both sides should have enough to cancel each other out. And it, it just comes back to that whole, this is a top six battle. We don't want to lose ground on this, this title race or this conference league promotion race um, at the end of the day. And so I think this is a good spot for a draw between the gen teams, Genk and Ghent. Fantastic. And just a, just a wee reminder there that if you're a member of the Trample Bet Club on Patreon, you get all these picks written down. So it's less confusing. <laughs> when the team names are almost identical. But I like it. Love the reasoning. A draw between Genk and Ghent and a win for the Urawa Red Diamonds works out at 8.62 to 1. So, you know, shop around, use your bet boosts. You can get that over 10 to 1 for the outsider double this week. Okay, Joey, let's give some money to charity this week. Let's make this one a winner. A pick from each of us. £10 of our own money on the charity double. And... Should we get any returns? They all go to charity, then we'll announce it on next week's show. I am very close to home for my game. So Saturday at 3pm, a good traditional UK kickoff time in the Scottish Championship for Dunfermline Athletic versus Queen's Park. And I fancy a home win for Dunfermline here. We're 13 games into the Championship season. Dunfermline are fourth on 18 points. Queen's Park are back in 8th place on 13 points. The goal difference here is something to look at. Dunfermline have scored 16 goals, conceded 14. However, Queen's Park have scored 18 goals and conceded a massive 27 goals in the league so far. So they're very, very leaky. Form-wise, Dunfermline have picked up 7 from their last 5 matches. Queen's Park have managed 4 points. The sides have played each other already this season and Dunfermline emerged as 2-0 away winners when they played in Glasgow, um, well, well, when they played against Queen's Park, um, they've been dotting around their new stadiums just uh, just opened the Lesser Hamden. Uh, but Dunfermline won as 9-5 to five away from home dogs pre-game. So I like them in this spot at home at bang on even money um, to do the double over a Queen's Park side that just concede a shit ton of goals. So Dunfermline, um, Joey, and that's a, a, a team that you now know and have been and seen them play at home. 
Absolutely. I was going to say uh, East End Park, lovely football ground. And uh, I, I can only see, especially with that pitch, I'd imagine <laughs> Queen, Queen of the South is going to have, uh, or Queen's Park is going to have a bit of a, bit of a tough time there. So uh, yeah, absolutely. Come on. Come on, Dunfermline. Come on, Dunfermline. Um, so for my uh, for my charity pick, I'm going to be keeping it in keeping it in the UK this time in the Premier League again. And this this might come as a bit of a shock to any of the Patreon viewers seeing me in my Man United top. Um, I'm looking at Newcastle versus Manchester United, but this time I'm going to have to go head above heart, and I'm going with the Newcastle win at about even money. Uh, so this is going to be on Saturday at 8 p.m. and Yes, this is borderline treason backing against my own team here. Um, but at the end of the day, the whole point of this show is to try and win money. And yep. uh, I'd like to think he- I- I'd like to think I'm thinking with my head in this spot. Um, so allegiances aside, this is phenomenal value on Newcastle at home. Um, United have picked up a bit of form, winning four of their last five in the league, but three of those four wins came against bottom four sides. Prior to this run of favorable fixtures, which is absolutely what this has been mm-hmm. we've played a lot of cupcakes and very favorable home versus away kind of splits and we actually lost five straight matches away from home prior to this this big run of form and we've still lost six of our last 10 away matches with no draws newcastle on the other hand of they've kind of been quietly doing their business in the league and making a whole lot of noise in the champions league um, they were undefeated against PSG in the group stage. And I, I'd go as far as saying they were harshly robbed of another mm. win to do the double over PSG at the last, uh, so that was Tuesday, where it was it was a harsh penalty um, given in the basically in stoppage time and more or less sealed the 1-1 draw. But still then, they, they went to Park to Princess and they absolutely bossed that game. They got their early goal and then they just sat back and they absorbed. Um, a team like PSG, it's not too often you see them score less than two goals. Um, so that that in its own right is a feat, let alone the fact that they won, I think it was 4-1 at, uh, at St. James Park in the reverse fixture of that. So Newcastle, kind of a big deal. They, uh, they, they've been quiet about it in the league, but they're, uh, they're slowly creeping up onto everybody's form table. And they've actually won, oh, let's see. They've actually won eight of their 10, uh, 10 home matches this season. Um, so the big key for me here is United also have a tough fixture in uh, Champions League. We have to travel mm-hmm. away to Galatasaray today, Wednesday, the day of recording. Um, and I honestly don't, I, I don't feel very confident about that. I, I think that's going to be a tough match. That's a must win for us. And I honestly, I'd be okay. That's with a the hard I think that would be managing expectations. So that environment to then have to go to St. James Park where it's just going to be it's going to be just as hostile of an environment and newcastle have actually i think they've won two straight matches against us there were a couple draws in the last season and the season before that but most recently in my memory is that three nil in the league cup at old trafford in that in the league cup and that wasn't even newcastle's a team that was their b team I, I will be the first to admit we had some injuries that we were dealing with earlier in the season. And specifically for that game, I think we rotated a little bit too much and really got our shit handed to us. But that was Newcastle's B team that was taking us apart. Now they've got Isak back. Almiron and Gordon are in sensational form. I, I, I'm i going to be a smart man 
before I'm a loyal man. And I, I just have to say, this is going to be a Newcastle win. This, this has to be stick on. And the only silver lining with this is if it, obviously I don't want the charity to double to lose, but I guess by, by some stroke of a miracle, if we uh, manage to grab a point, it'll be a, it'll good, be a good moral victory. So I, I, I like to look at this as a, uh, can't lose situation. <laughs> okay, Doug. So both around evens. Newcastle are 19 to 20 just now on bet 365. Obviously with that early payout, should they go to it up? Yeah. <laughs> Something you don't get in the Dunfermline game because that's a Scottish championship. And one of the few leagues that you don't get the early payout offer, but they should have more than enough to get it done against Queen's Park. So the charity double is a win for Dunfermline at home to Queen's Park and a win for Newcastle United at home to Manchester United. And that shakes out on Bet365 just now at 2.9 to 1. So hopefully next week, Joey, we're announcing £39 to charity. That's the game. Okay, that is the show. Myself and Joey keeping it real in Gordon's absence. (laughs) Um, Do join us on Facebook. Just search Trample Bet Podcast. Join the conversation. We have a community of 300-odd people there um, shooting the breeze about gambling and what they're up to this weekend across all sports. It's not just football or soccer that we're interested in. Um, If we can find a good price on something across any sport, we want to hear about it. So do join the Facebook group. Um, If you want to give something back to the show, join the Patreon. Just go to tramplebet.com. You can find a link to Patreon there and you can work out what it's all about. Get the cheat sheet and all those picks written down. Work out the difference between Ghent and Ghent in the Belgian League. Although luckily for this for this week, we don't have to worry about the difference. No, just hit the draw button. <laughs> hit the draw button and you're all good. Just look for one of them. You've got it. <laughs> Joey, it's been an absolute pleasure. Anything you'd like to add before we say our goodbyes? Nothing too much. Hopefully uh, Newcastle don't stop us too badly at the weekend. But uh, no, I, I've been starting to look a little bit more at the, the NHL and the uh, the ice hockey action. So hopefully we can get some uh, some good shouts in the Facebook group here and Hopefully we have a good weekend for everybody and uh, donate a little bit of money to charity. Awesome, Joey. Thank you, as always, for your time. Thank you to everyone for listening. We'll see you next week. Happy hunting. Bye. The Trampled Bet Podcast is produced by Andy Vaughn, Gordon McLarnan, and Gary Black, part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Find the next show you'll love at sports-social.co.uk. Sports Social Podcast Network. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.